0: Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on B of C live, we connect with Tabitha Fritz and Ari Cohen of Fritz Cannabis Company. They've transitioned their edible brand from the legacy market to the legal market. We wanted to connect with them about how that process has gone and how consumers and retailers are finding their products. Ari and Tabitha, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Well, I uh, I love you guys, but I love the story too. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to sort of tell your story, uh, of Fritz together, um, which is a nice thing to sort of hear. And then we're going to talk about where you are today and where you're going. Give us a little bit of background about Fritz.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) we started this in 2015, uh, casually as an idea to, uh, get our friends some edibles. And then early 2016, around, um, May, all the raids happened for Project Claudia at these dispensaries, these original dispensaries in Toronto. And they all, they came back like a week later, but edibles were gone. Like you couldn't find edibles anywhere. TPS was like making edibles, their main kind of villain. Uh, So you couldn't find them anywhere. So we figured we could start making edibles. We started using vaped weed that uh in making brownies which made for really really sleepy sleepy brownies for some people
2: that's a cbn
1: uh and, and really honestly like started trading There was a facebook group buns in toronto that started around the time and it was really all about just like swapping different things without uh, monetary exchange so we would trade finished product brownies for ingredients to make more started making gummies from there, and then really took off when we got invited into the green markets, which were these uh, underground kind of farmer market vibe, started in 2016, uh, where people could get access to edibles and concentrates. And topicals. And topicals, right? Because any uh, two-point-on flour, product. even before it was legal, it was pretty abundant and anybody could get it. So it was really about giving safe, reliable access to these products. Um, from there started... Supplying some wholesale sites online, wholesale for sites online, mail order sites. And then in the fall, when Distillate became available, things really, really changed. We were able to like precisely dose our gummies and our hard candies. Uh, And yeah, pretty much took it from there. Yep. And and I like,
0: I I want, like, you make it sound so simple, but that transition from sort of where you've been and that's those sort of roots to where you are today cannot be an easy path but talk a little bit about that and sort of how you approached it who you approached and like how you found that process going from sort of that that legacy component to where you are today on shelves
2: it's been arduous i would say is the best word for it
0: um nice word like for from it. The
2: very beginning, yeah like from the beginning we knew that we wanted to make our way to the regulated market as soon as that was available to us like it's you know we it's not sustainable to to just operate in the legacy market, at least it wasn't for us to do that long-term. And so we knew we wanted to get to the regulated marketplace. So once edibles started becoming legal, we started having conversations with different LPs and different groups um, and really did not find the right fit for us um, until last summer when we were introduced to Meds Cannabis, which is the LP that we're with now. Um, And they were doing a really, a a very cool model. They've built out a facility that has six um, sort of like subspaces within it that different processors then lease out. So we were able to lease out the space in a licensed facility, which enabled us to get to the regulated marketplace without having to invest in like an LP license and making our own facility. And all of that. Um, And at the same time, we were fortunate enough to get connected with some investors who believed in our vision, who said, look, you know, we see that you have the knowledge, you have the skills. Um, We went in together, we invest some money in our company, they invest some money in our company, we have joint ownership. And, you know, together we've been, over the last year, we've gotten to the point that we shipped our first order to the OCS in August, which was insanely exciting and insanely stressful at the same time. Um, And we've been selling out at the OCS. We just keep shipping orders. So now we're growing, right? And now it's about, okay, how do we get efficient? How do we scale up? Um, We've hired some employees, which is super exciting as well that we can employ people. Um, So yeah, that's kind of, it's it's been about a year for us to get from the beginning of, of making the transition into actually being transitioned. So, and I think for a lot of groups, that's actually kind of short. So we've been going fast.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we
0: learned a lot. Well, I was gonna say you learned a lot at the very beginning of the story too, but like, how is the learning curve going from like being in that facility and now having to make, you know, make the gummies and make the the edibles that you're making at scale, dosed as they are, like, how, how has that process been? And like, do you need to be a chemist,
1: I guess? A steep learning curve. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of things we did not anticipate coming from the legacy market. Right when we were doing it before, it was essentially a home business. Right, we would make our gummies. If I was out of, you know, uh, sugar, I would run out to Mills and buy some more sugar and use that sugar. Here, we have to order the sugar, have a COA for the sugar, have our quality assurance vet approve the sugar the vendor. Um, approve the vendor that the sugar came from. Inspect
2: the sugar when it gets here. Right.
1: Make it, release the sugar when it gets here. Make sure that the container that we're putting it in in the processing room is acceptable, yeah. and then we can use the sugar. But well,
2: very good things. Yeah. yeah. Quite time.
1: Not. We're not used to that. And what? Not what we're but doing. then we want to scoop the sugar in. And we have to get a scoop from an a vendor that's an approved scoop that QA has gone through the same process. Yeah. So it's just been a lot. Like it's a very very different world. Yeah. Um, but it's great. We have an 1800 square foot, beautiful facility where we're uh, producing legal gummies. Yeah. That's the dream, right?
0: So. It is the dream. And, and talk, <laughs> talk about how, I mean, before we came on, you talked about there there's high demand for your gummies. Um, talk a little bit about how you found that because that must be, uh, I guess, rewarding. Like you've gone through all of this, like all the QA stuff you just described, setting up in the facility, learning to scale the product, learning all those things and getting them on the shelves. And then they're just flying off the shelves. Like that must be a rewarding experience. How are you finding that? And how are you, like, what's the feedback from consumers and from retailers?
2: It's exciting. It's really good, right? Like we're so fortunate because we have so many like fans and customers that, that have been so loyal to us over the last five years. And now they're very excited that our gummies are available and, you know, they're not just customers. A lot of them work at dispensaries now, right. And yeah. work in retail shops. And so they're making purchasing decisions and they're buying our gummies and getting them on our, their shelves and doing marketing features. And so, I, I mean, we owe so much to the people in, in the community and the cannabis community and yeah. the people that we've, we've met and become friends with over the last five years.
1: It's pretty cool. So for, three summers, I believe, we vended at the Kensington flea market every weekend. Every Saturday and Sunday, we set up. We were the only cannabis vendor there. Uh, our roots are in Kensington. That's where all our, you know, our, our original green markets were. Um, uh, I worked at a dispensary in Kensington. I, I worked at Hopbox for a while. Uh, and the people used to sell our products at those markets are now working, like, across the street at one plant and down at the Hopbox dispensary. Like, the transition we kind of we grew up with them right yeah. and it, it, it's a nice feeling for sure
2: full circle it's like it's really cool right yeah. to like see it come back around and be like hey we're still here together you know we started out together five years ago and we're still here together like doing it so it's it's super exciting and
0: yeah I mean it seems to me and, and uh I'm not just saying you're the poster children for this but like it seems to me this is what was this was should have been the goal, and maybe is the well, definitely the goal, but didn't necessarily come to reality yet, that this is what the market looks like, right? There are people who were operating really successfully and safely and doing all the things you were doing in the legacy market transition into the, the legal market, and, and those same consumers come with them, right? I think that, was, if th- that wasn't necessarily explicitly the goal, but it absolutely should have been, because those are the consumers that, that know quality when they see it. They are. Um, they know what they know. What they perceive as value and want to buy that again. And they know you, right? Like it's not as if you're unknown quantities. They know you. They know your products. They want to support you and your products. And I'm hopeful uh, that more more people do that transition that you've done, um, but not too many more because I, I want you guys to crush it. <laughs>
2: yeah, like we we're we're focused on that. And we're 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 figuring we've been talking with some other legacy market producers who've made the transition to figure out how we can work together to get more legacy operators in. because to your point, like this is how we get consumers to to make the transition, right? Like you have a brand that you recognize and that you trust, and like that you're willing to make the transition to the regulated marketplace for. So, it's the way that we grow the industry and it's super important and it's really 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 difficult right like we both have mbas and this has been incredibly difficult so they don't make it easy no
1: they do not make it easy like the, the absolute mountain of paperwork that has to get done is just uh there's a very little crossover i think between people who are very skilled at growing weed or making brownies and people who can fill out in triplicate uh, you know forms for Health Canada and make sure that you you know when you miss this part it's getting sent back uh, there's not a lot there, the Venn
0: diagram right? is relatively small Yeah, absolutely <laughs> you two are in it but but the, the Venn diagram is small and yeah. and I guess that's the point and like it should be bigger um, it should be bigger uh, probably because the things in triplicate are probably overburdensome but also I think more and more people will see that it that it can be a success. Right. I think, and that's, that's part of the lesson too, that you, you can do it. It can be successful. It can be profitable. Your consumers will come with you. All of those things I think are, are, uh, case studies in what you guys are doing.
2: Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 we hope that that's what we will become, right? Like we, we both are very risk tolerant pioneers. We like going first. We like doing things that other people have not done. And, you know, I think I speak for both of us when I say the purpose of that is, is to make it easier for other people coming behind, right? You don't have to do it the same way that we did it. That's fine. But if somebody else has gone, first, it's easier because now you can at least see what a path looks like. So, you know, we, we're both very cognizant of the fact that like, we're doing this so that other people can go and we want other people to get into legacy, right? I'd love to see People who have a table next to me at the green market have a, a shelf next to me at a store like that would be amazing so i that's something that we care about and we're, we're really hoping that we can help drive that
1: yeah like uh, our philosophy has kind of always been there's room for everyone to eat here mm-hmm. right as long as people are producing a good product that people want um I, i'm not worried about this guy next door that's making you know uh, another edible taking food out of our kids mouths right, right? There, there's there's plenty for everyone if people do it right Everyone eats, right? Yeah. And that's... Uh,
2: and consumers win at the yeah, end. Yeah. They have variety and they have what they want.
1: Yeah.
0: I was I was struck when you said the MBAs. Like, I think it's a very compelling MBA case study, actually, um, about sort of navigating your way in a new industry and in a new market and... Um, and sort of the trials and tribulations of what you've done. I I look forward to someday someone writing sort of their case study and their thesis on on exactly this uh, Fritz's uh, cannabis uh, journey. So I uh, I congratulate both of you uh, and look forward Thank to you. connecting with you down the road. Hopefully in person at some point.
2: Yes, yeah. that would be great. That'd be great.
0: Hopefully, great. fingers crossed. Tabitha and Ari, nice to see you.
2: You Me too, Jay. thanks, Jay. Take care.
0: That was Tabitha Fritz and Ari Cohen of Fritz's Cannabis Company. If you like this program, please rate and review us. Wherever you heard the show, it helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque Maine. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.